Much debate surrounds the necessity of the groceries code adjudicator, Christine Tacon, who recently wrote an article for Food Manufacture urging companies to come forward with complaints about the retailers, but have things picked up in the weeks since writing. I'm Nicholas Robinson for Food Manufacture, and to find out, I met with Christine after she gave a talk on ensuring fairness in food at the PPMA show at the Birmingham NEC earlier this week. Complaints seem to come in flurries, so if one retailer does something, then I may get a few people actually talking about it. Many of the retailers are trying to work a little bit more within the code, so maybe using slightly different wording and things. In all honesty, complaints have not picked up, and they don't match the results of my survey. You know, if 80% of people who replied on the survey felt that the code is potentially being breached, I would have expected to hear a lot more. Complaints haven't picked up dramatically since you last wrote for us. Are there any recurring complaints about a particular retailer? I don't get recurring complaints about a retailer, but there are some that I'm always hearing their names and others I never do. Now, some of that is going to be because they don't breach the code at all, some of which is going to be small. So if a very large retailer asks you for something, it hurts an awful lot more than if a smaller one does. But also the way that the likes of the discounters are working, they don't tend to do promotions. It's a much simpler business model. And so there are far less opportunities for any ambiguities or potential breaches of the code. I do tend to get the complaints about the same group of people and not get complaints about another group. So there's no particular retailer that you could single out as a bad one? There's no one that's worst, no. You desperately need to use your powers to cement your authority. How frustrating is it that you haven't actually really use the full extent of your powers? Not at all. My powers are there for me to use if I don't feel I'm getting traction in the way I'm working. And the powers that I've got are really very focused. So it would have to be on the basis of a stack load of information that I could launch an investigation in one particular area that will be hugely distracting for my small team and may take nine months to resolve one issue. What I'm trying to do in the way I'm working is tackle of any consequence and volume everything I hear about and looking for movement on all of them. At the moment in my quarterly meetings with the code compliance officers I'm looking for progress on every one of my top five issues and if I hear anything else in the meantime they're doing they get to hear that as well. So it's much more widespread. Do you think it's a positive thing then that you haven't been able to roll out all these powers? I don't think whether I've used my powers or not is relevant. It's whether it's making a difference that's relevant. In our survey by far the majority, I think it was like 75% of people wanted me to be measured by whether the supply chain was working more collaborative. No one wants me to be measured on how much money I've raised through fines. I think that our food manufacturing and retailing industry is something we should be very proud of on a world basis. And I don't particularly want to see our industry trailed through the mud of exposing practices that are going on. I'd much rather say, I know about them, they're illegal. Stop. The political sphere is about to hot up over the next couple of months. What role does politics play in your position and, and will a Labour government want a grocery codes adjudicator? Well, politics is obviously core because my role was created through an Act of Parliament, but it was created by an Act of Parliament that was started off by a Labour government and people, some people still want to call me a supermarket ombudsman because that's what they called it. When the coalition came in, I became a groceries adjudicator, but it went through with all party support. I work with all parties. I don't see it as a political role at all but clearly I'm supported by civil servants 
and I answer to a minister in the sense that the minister could fire me. But I'm not at all concerned about any change of government and I've got a job to do that I'm doing. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I can only work if I'm given the evidence of what's going on. I hear a lot of anecdotes, but I do need to know the evidence. I need to see invoices, records of conversations, because that is what is going to build up towards me being able to either raise it with a retailer at all or eventually to an investigation. And most importantly, I have a duty to protect the anonymity of anybody that gives me any information at all. And therefore, if I only hear something from one supplier of one product, Product, I will very unlikely do anything about it at all because by doing so I could betray their anonymity. It's incredibly useful to me to have evidence of a practice that happens across health and beauty, alcohol, fresh food, everywhere across the board, then neutralizes it and the threat of the anonymity. So when I was talking earlier about the forensic auditing, that was just everywhere. Talk to me because it's highly likely that your evidence will go into a great big pot that protects everybody in that pot from any remote possibility that anybody could find out who talked to me. And I should also say, if I launch an investigation, I decide which suppliers I call in. So suppliers who've had their head down and won't talk to me may well be called into an investigation, in which case any information that I ask for to support the investigation, they will have to give me. Christine, thank you for joining me. So there we have it. Don't be scared, come forward with evidence. I'm Nicholas Robinson for Food Manufacture.